a second. Get this working right. We are on Membet um, Amut Aleph, which is page 182 in this book. It begins with Rav Papa Ikla Lebe Rav Huna Bere de Rav Nata. Somebody want to find it? In this one, 42A1. No, that's a different book again, too. Here's 272. You got it? Got it? 272? Thank you. Like the old days of, you know, the muxers, remember we had different muxers, you had a, from the pulpit. In the Birnbaum, <laughs> <and> a Silverman. <laughs> you know. Remember those days? So I said, one book for everybody. I'm going through that. Tough enough to keep the new muxer in good shape and to know where we're going. Okay. Alan, here's 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 the class calendar, and there's a list going around that you can sign in. Okay. Good to see you. All right. So if you remember last time, uh, we're dealing with if a bracha is made beforehand, whether you have to make it during, uh, especially with wine, which is something uh, in, unusual in this that it's different um, does Motsi fulfill the re- responsibility for others and then we had the last thing what was known as Eruf Chatzerot which is where you had a meal that made the entire area of a courtyard as one area for a uh, private domain and we finished, uh, we're finished off with this, we're going to have a couple of, of Masim Shayu uh, cases that occurred where People either said the bracha, didn't say the bracha. People said, well, shouldn't you have said the bracha, etc. Okay, so it shows you that it was somewhat fluid, that there were different traditions, and with those traditions, people asked in their discipleship mode what should be the actual case. Okay, ready to go? Somebody want to take it today from the bet? Okay, Nasiabavakasha. By popular demand. The next next paragraph. Next paragraph. Yeah, Rapapa. Okay, so Ravhuna happened to be or was in the house of Ravhuna Breda Ravnatan. Okay? Now we've seen there are different Ravhunas. You see the piece above in the Aleph is just have Ravhuna. There are different Ravhunas. It was a relatively popular name and we do have different Rapuna people in different parts of uh, the Babylonian Amoric tradition okay Bitar de Gemar Siudate that's pretty simple after he finished his meal they brought dainties they brought more food he, meaning what does it mean that he finished his meal okay he did he's finished and now they're bringing whatever okay afterwards for him okay he took them and ate and presumably no bracha I mean presumably he didn't do Although that's the issue. Can you eat them? Yeah, that's not the issue. Okay? But the question is, of course, does he say a bracha? And if not, yes, whatever the case may be. And let's see. It doesn't. Now, so Rav Papa's sitting there and says, wait a minute, didn't you learn, didn't we learn that once you're finished eating, you're kind of finished eating? And therefore... No, no, and therefore, you, you should make another bracha. In other words, you said you ate, you said Rikadamazon, now you're still eating some more. Shouldn't you have to say a bracha? Okay, silak literally means to get move away. In other words, I'm getting up and going away. It's also in Sachim. Right, tistalek mipo. It's the same word, right. Get out of here, literally. Okay? It all, in Psachim, it has to do with to take away the table. Remember we saw, we listen, think of it in terms of TV tables. The 
know they still use them, but in my day, that's what was well, those things were popular, right? That uh, you, you know, they people had, were lying down as such when they were eating the subin, and they had a table in front of them, and they took away the table, meaning the table's still there; it's still part of the meal. Only when you really finish, get up, put your plate away, etc. You all remember that when you were kids, you if you were able to leave early, what was the normal thing that you had to do? They clear your plate, right? I mean, Jewish mothers are very good at telling you to clean your plate. But of course, you had to eat everything on the plate first. Right? Right, Judy? I couldn't get away with, that, with leaving the vegetables behind. Right. Africa, China, wherever, wherever it was. Different generations, one was China now, it's Africa. But same thing. Go ahead. Okay, now, Rabba and Rabbi Zera were in a more prestigious place. I think it's gone around already. Thank you. Okay? It, they were in the Exilarch's place. Okay? Resh Galuta, Rosh Agola. Okay, we know of the patriarch in the uh, Palestinian or Judean context, and that, of course, is Rabbi Udanasi, example, Rabban Gamliel, etc., descendant of Hillel. There was also the Exilarch, and he was, to a large extent, the bridge between the Jewish community, the interlocutor, with the ruling authorities. So he lived in a lap of luxury. He clearly had servants, and they were invited to have a repast with him. Doesn't tell us who. Doesn't tell us who. Mm-hmm. Okay, so after they now, they have moved Taka the table, literally. They took the table away, meaning they're totally finished, it looks like. He sent them something to eat. Okay, if Rashi talks about it in terms of the old French, doesn't help us much, uh, etc. How do they translate it? Ristina? What's it? What are they translating to English? Portion. Portion. So I don't know. Again, they mean they don't know what it is. It's not. Otherwise, you tell you what type of food it was, right? Okay. They sent him some food from the, in a sense, the table of the Resh Galuta. He was still eating, presumably, and he sent them something. Rabba Achel, Rabba ate it, meaning without the bracha, etc. Rabbi Zera lo Achel, Rabbi Zera didn't. Okay, go ahead. So Rabbi Zera now says to 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 Rabba. Don't you agree? Didn't we learn that once you take it away, you know, you're finished, you should say a bracha again? Anan, Anan. Anan. It's a nun. Anan, Anan. Anan, Anan. Anan, meaning he's still eating if he's still eating we're part of his meal and until he's finished out of respect for him and he sends us something over it's part of the meal okay so that's really the question are you really finished you walk away from the table and then in which case you have to begin the process again or is it part of the bigger meal well, they, they took away the table from, from the, the uh, right. But, but the right, the Reshkeluta, presumably with his servants, was sitting at the like figure that he was at the head of the table, right. and they had private tables, like, like as I said, they, see, like TV table okay. kind of things, okay. But he was sitting at the dining room table because he's the Reshkelut, all right. Or figure it like when you used to sit at the children's table. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what I mean, right? <coughs> so they were you're further out, and eventually the food would come to you. So. We now. So what, what do we have here? We have different traditions, clearly. Some said you should. Some said you shouldn't, dependent on is it part of the meal, not part of the meal? Is it, are you really finished? Is it taking away the table, etc.? Shows you that it was fluid more than anything else. 
Okay, next would there be one. A separate what? Sorry? Would there be a separate obligation if the people who are sitting at this table make up one of three Jews? No, no. The, 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 this is, they're all part of his meal. It's all part of the same thing. So he could say That's it. We're not talking about that. That This is just, okay. that, that would be a different issue. Okay? Okay, so they literally used to put shemen. What shemen? Oil. Wipe their hands with oil at the end of the meal. Why would they do that? Okay, Alberts. Why would they do that? No, no. Why would they wipe, wash their hands, and in a sense, anoint their hands with oil? They ate with their hands. Didn't what we used to do at your place? Okay, I mean, you know, used to go there and go, you, you know, you didn't allow utensils. That's what they ate in Roman hands. And what was on it? Now, what was on a lot of it? Salt. Okay, your hands. So you used to, you know, it's like put hand. Right, it's equivalent to hand cream, but shemen was probably also scented because your hands wouldn't stink. Okay, so amarav haragil b'shemen. If you're used to doing that, shemen miakvo, meaning that's really the end of the meal, and if you're nushing at, until that time, you don't have to say another bracha. That's your norm of process. You didn't finish to eat. Yeah. You didn't really finish eat. Rav Ashi said, "Ki hamene be be Rav Kahana." When I was in Rav Hana's place, he said, "Ki gon anandur gidanam mishcha." Our place, we're used to washing our hands literally at the end in shemen. Okay, then meakva. What's okay? It means it is essential. It's part meakvin. Mean it's essential then to be part of the meal, and that ends the meal. It's not a matter when you eat, it's when you do that last process. After that, we're finished the meal. If you eat again, then you have to start again, Larry, with brachot before, after, etc. Okay, so it's, again, each of you in your own home, especially when you had children, there was a process of finishing. You knew when you were finished. I had Shira, who used to always eat very quickly, would always say, Can I be done? Which meant, I'm finished with you guys. Can I walk away from the table? Put your table to, okay? Okay, another people, one of our, our grandchildren, is a, what used to be faster now, used to be a very slow eater. Used to drive me. I eat very quickly. She used to sit there and sit there and until you know, especially Friday night, we do Birkata Mazon all together. They tell no, no, finish it. You know, she'd be looking like this and finished it. She's now much quicker, thankfully. Okay, but you, again, each each process at your tables. Think of it when you had dinner with your, especially with your with kids around. You know, you finished in a certain kind of way. And in most cases, our parents taught us, you don't leave the table without permission. Right? Or you don't leave until we're all done. Or whatever the case may be. This is, a, this is the process. Okay? Not much, not much changes. Not much changes. Okay. Okay? But that's not really the halacha. The halacha is not exactly like this shmata, meaning this mashmialanu. Okay, this is the sta- the sta- this statement or this saying. Ella. Trifot. Now, trifot is an odd word, but it really means takeif, immediate. There are three examples of where you must do a procedure immediately one after the other. Okay, immediately one after the other. What are they? Okay, smicha. When you brought an animal for sacrifice, how did you? You didn't sacrifice it. You gave it to the Kohanim, right? How did you know that it was yours? You laid your hands on it. By laying your hands on it, this is my gift to the temple precincts, which the Kohanim is now going to take and slaughter appropriately. Take eflech smicha shchita. Right after you did that then the Shkita would take place. This one you all know. This one you should be very familiar with. What does this refer to? Right after you do the bracha, you have to... Which, what bracha? Like, Yisrael. Ya'al Yisrael. And therefore... You say Shmona Esrei. You say Shmona Esrei, okay, but therefore... You hear this every Shabbat. 
but you're not sensitive to it. Number one, you don't say the last few words. Fran and I have talked about that. Okay, that's number one. Okay, you all say, God, Israel, right? So there's no amen. And secondly, always make the announcement of standing up and getting ready for the Amidah before they get to Surah Yisrael. That's the reason that we tell people on Shabbos morning to stand up and make that, you're all there that early, I know, etc. <laughs> to be able to say so that there isn't. So we try not to make the announcement at that time, and as Larry said, there isn't a hefseh of saying Amen. Take it l'geulah tefillah. And this, when you finish Ga'al Yisrael, you should immediately say the Shmon Esrei. That's the second. Okay, now, take, this one we'll come back to in a moment, but this is what's known as my, the, uh, Rashi and Tosfot I'll talk about. This is Mai Machronim. Mai Machronim, everybody see, know what Mai Machronim is? Well, you wash your hands at the end of the meal, symbolic of the same thing. You had salt on your hands, etc. So very, sometimes when you go to the yeshiva, you know, the real Orthodox, when they have Sudashli Shit, they'll pass around a little Maya Machronim thing, so you'll symbolically wipe your hands. It's not essential. It's not like, we'll talk about Nitid Lachidayim beforehand in a moment. Okay? So as soon as, right after you do Maya Machronim, Bracha. Okay? That's when Birchat Amazon is said, and that's why this relates. Because we're dealing now with what is the end of the meal. So you then have to worry about the end of the meal, and therefore saying brachot afterwards or not afterwards. So once you've done Mayamachronim, that's the end of the meal as such. And then you would do Birkatamazon, and then if you ate again, you'd have to do brachot once more. That's why this is brought. What if you do the Mayam but you don't bench because something happens during the bench? You're supposed to bench when something happened. Well, somebody came in, they cried, you ran upstairs, you already washed your hands to make uh, to bench. And let the baby cry. Oh, you let the baby cry. Let the baby cry. <laughs> what happens if you don't? Why are you running to take care of a baby? <laughs> I mean, something happens that you go away and you don't bench. You got to come back and bench. <laughs> what are you going to do? But they can do without making another brother. No. That was the question. If you're not finished the meal, you're not finished the meal. That's all. The Mark wrote finished. That's symbolically again. You know, when you clear your plates, it's the sim- everybody has a symbolic nature at the end of a meal. That's an interesting question. Though. What? Do women have a different obligation? No, because they got to come back and recite it. <coughs> is the deference to the exilarch because he's the exilarch or because he's balabayat? Does it apply to everyone? It, it, uh, that's a good question. The answer, they don't give us the answer to that one right now. We don't know the answer to that, but for sure at an exilarch table, which means at a table that has a lot of food, where you know there are going to be many courses uh, more than anything else. That as opposed to who's sitting there. Right, okay, so there's many courses, you know, you, you, you go to the Israeli restaurants, you see, you know, you get all the four spices, you go, oh, this is a nice meal, and before you know it, it's only the beginning, oh, that second time you say, I better not eat too much of this, because there's a whole meal coming after this, right? So the, this is saying that some of those prior people were an error in saying that they waited until they were bought, Well, it's not a matter of an error, there were different traditions, that's why the questions came, don't you think like... Meaning they had a tradition which was different. That's all. Right. Right. This is why it's saying that, in other words, the Mishcha may not be. My guess is that not too many people, uh, you know, would have washed their hands with oil. Why? You need money for that. Okay? But water is a different story. Okay? So if you're sitting at the Exolarch's table to wash your hands with oil, he's got the money. But I would presume, um, you know, my, my archaeologist friends here, but I would presume well, it, was, well, it was clearly wasn't as plentiful as water. Water was clearly much easier for the, the, the generate people to use. But you only use one hand in the beginning. You only wash your, your one hand. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's just symbolic more than anything else. Right. right. We'll come back to what about nit- regular nitty like a dime in a moment. Okay? Yes, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Last week we were talking about what if somebody after I thought it was after the haircut, if somebody brings some something else to the table, fruit or extra dessert or something, is that should that That's already considered to be separate already. In other words, this is part of the meal. Okay? So if if 
If, in other words, if you're sitting and you've done, as I said, for instance, when I do, if I ask in terms of at a wedding, okay, and I tell them to do uh, the Sheva Brachot before dessert, officially should say separate because you've separated the meal already. So the same thing if somebody brings fruit after you've all done Birkat Amazon, you really should say Birkat, uh, the Bracha on the fruit. So you have to say the Bracha before also? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's go back. Amar. If, you ha- if you're close to Talmidei Chachamim, Techef in this case means really close to, helping, making them, making sure they can study, etc., then you get a bracha. <coughs> Okay, this is in terms of Yaakov, uh, I think it's Yitzchak being um, blessed. No, it's, it's Yaakov being blessed through Lavan. Okay, Lavan being blessed, etc. That one you know, okay? Okay, that Potiphar's house was blessed because of that. So now let's look at Iunim. It may, basically, because Yaakov was there or Yosef was there, the house was blessed. Uh, so, he's saying he's adding. He's adding. To he's adding. It's a nice agadic statement saying, "If you have Talmidei Chachamim around, you're going to be blessed." Okay. That's really what he's saying. It's it's Techev is not a good word here, but that's what he's using. I can't, you know. Okay, that he's he's just the other ones are halachic. This is not halachic. They be around Talmidei Chachamim, treat them well, and your house will be blessed. And who, who are the people who are blessed here? Lavan and Potiphar. <laughs> Not the two greatest tzaddikim of the world, to say the least. So you can imagine, uh, even the more so, uh, the people like, uh, you know, who are in the part of the Jewish community. Okay, so let's do Iyunim and Shalosh Tchifotin. So the Yerushalmi gives all, all, with these three examples uh, the, the, what we call Marei Mekomot it gives the, substantiates it through the biblical verses. V'shamach v'shachat You put your hands on and then you slaughter. V'shamach so because it says, God is my rock and my salvation, and immediately God will answer your prayers. Mm-hmm. Okay, make your hands Kodesh and bless God. So each of the Yerushalmi brings biblical context and biblical substantiation. We don't have it here. Oh, so what would we think would be the typical one? Before you do Nitilat Yadaim, what do we do? We don't. Right after that, we don't talk, right? Mm-hmm. You go. Str- wouldn't you think that that would be one of them? That's the one we're all familiar with. If there's no background substantiation in the Torah itself. The others have Torah substantiation. Washing your hands beforehand is, clear, is rabbinic and not from the Torah itself. Mm-hmm. <coughs> or it was so well known, literally. It was already an oral teaching, you didn't have to mention it again. Clearly, that's the question you would have all asked. If you saw, take it, you know, Nitilat Yadayim Bracha, you, I'm sure, all thought of before doing Motsi, right? That's not what it was dealing with, because we're dealing with the end of the meal, really, the context. So why does it deal with the beginning of the meal? Either because the Yushalmi substantiates them with biblical verses, and there's no biblical verse to substantiate that. That was, fellow, we've talked before, table fellowship, purity that the Pharisees kept. Or it was so well known that you didn't have to, have to mention it. Right. So it seems that it's talking about Mayim Achronim because that's the context. Amazon and the end of the meal. Okay, 
But the Yerushalmi says it may also be talking about the Nitzlachna beforehand. Okay, Orach Halacha, and this will answer Sam's question too. So the the, the halacha became the balabayit, no matter what, who it is, if he's still eating, you're part of his meal, <coughs> not just the rish galuta. Okay. So okay, as you have to as close as possible to laying your hands on and sit, then doing the slaughtering of the animal. Shimon Esrei. Shimon Esrei. All right, but as we said before, it shouldn't stop at the end of Gal Yisrael. For, until uh, to leading to Shimon Okay, so the same thing in terms of my Mahron. Okay? Yeah. So, you, you talked about in Shabbat morning, um, you say the announcement about the. Um, Mm-hmm. When you're going to dive in the Shemona Esrei, but you're really not supposed to say anything between the Shema and the end of Shemona Esrei. So you're making a decision. Ma- right, making a decision that this already is halachic. Right. completely, right. or where's right. the best place to make it? Good, good, good point. Good point. Correct. Because this one already is clear more than anything. Everybody knew where they were. <laughs> right. In most places, you know, in places where shuls are regular, I know that that's not the case. So I've got a correct. Good point. So is there? A, are they saying that there's a, a Torah justification for that? The Rishalmi, the Jerusalem Talmud, brings a Torah substantiation for each of these three. But then, the, but Shmuel Esrei wasn't. No, 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 well, no, no. Torah substantiation means this is the custom, and we'll look back and find the proof text. Oh, okay. No, no, this wasn't from. Okay. This is the after okay, the okay. fact. Of course. After the fact. All right, we ready to go to the next? <coughs> Let's go for it. No, 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 no. Back to the Mishnah. They rough. We have to start new in now. The text. The Mishnah. Yeah, no, Mishnah. Yeah. Okay, if you said the bracha for Yayin Borei Priyagafen at the beginning... You don't have to say it again afterwards, and that had to do again with getting ready for Birkat Amazon. Remember, we talked about saying Birkat Amazon over the wine. Okay, if Parperic, Parperic is normally seen as Parperic, bless you, Parperic Hapat, mean a piece of bread or a piece of something. If you've done it beforehand, you don't have to continue to say the bracha for all those things during the meal as well. One bracha at the beginning encompasses all of them. You do it for Passover, I guess that's a separate... Oh, Pesach is a different story. Pesach is a different story. No, parpered par, 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 literally means if you, had, if you said bracha hamotzi at the beginning, you don't have to keep saying hamotzi during the entire time until you get to the end of the meal. But you don't have to make a bracha over everything else that you eat, the fruits and the that's it. We're, we're only talking about the one thing again. Okay. I understand that, but... We're not finished with the the, the section. If you now again, parpered is is this odd thing. It's not quite a bread, but if you if you did the the blessing over hamotzi, now you don't have to say it over anything else. But if you said, let's say, over something which is mezonot or something that does not say take the precedence over hamotzi, and you have to go back and do hamotzi. Kedera means something which is cooked. Soup. Okay? Could be soup, it could be anything, cooked vegetables, or whatever the case may be. It doesn't necessarily, if you said the bracha, that, you, that it is encompassed in, if you're eating it in the meal. We'll worry about the halacha yet, too. So if you're sitting together, 
you're sitting around a table. That's not their way of dining together, right? Kol says the blessing for himself. Okay, what does it mean? You're not having a not necessarily if you're not having a meal together. Everybody sits down and says their own motzi. But if they're misubin, it means clearly you're having a leisurely meal. You're there for a reason. You're all going to eat together. It's good enough for one person to say the bracha for everybody. Okay. Next. Mm-hmm. If now they've not said the wine at the beginning, the blessing, and they bring wine during the meal, which is closer to the Pesach model, take away kiddush, but everybody now says when they get the wine, Borei Priyagafen. Okay, Achar Mazon means for Berkat Mazon, and again I'll Borei Priyagafen because they were using it again many times over wine. One person can lead them and they don't have to each do it separately. Mugmar, spices, spices. They used to put spices, heat up spices. What purpose again? The smell, the smell. Okay. Even though, when would you bring it? At the end, showing that it's the end of the meal. Okay, so let's just look at Oracha Halacha. Look the previous page. Previous page. Previous page. Oracha Halacha, where we where you stop. Yain Shalitnei Amazon. No, 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 no. Next column. Yain Shalitnei Amazon. Got it. Okay, you don't have to say the Borei Priyagafen again. You've already said it at the beginning. I'll do it. Bracha Birchata Pat Poteret Eta Parperet. If you've said Motzi Lechem in Aaretz, you don't need another one. What is Parperet? Kol Davar Sher Birchato Minei Mizonut. Everything that's all the cakes that are out there. Okay. Okay. Just a witness. Okay. Saying Boremi name is onot does not fulfill the responsibility of saying Hamosi if you're going to get bread during the meal. That's why it's always better to have bread at the beginning and you know you're done. If they're all sitting and reclining, it means they're having a meal together. It's a leisurely meal. They can also one you know say the brachot together. But if you're you know if you go to the cafeteria and everybody comes in and grabs their stuff, sits down, you got to say your own brachot, not unless you're all literally coming as one dinner party. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now, today, where we don't do reclining, if you're eating together at one table, it's like you're having a meal together, and one person can say the bracha for everybody. And the others say amen. The others say amen. Correct. Correct. Next page, Oracha Halacha again. Yain betoch ulachar amazon. If it's during the meal, I mean, you haven't said it at the beginning, and people are now pouring wine, you're having to, uh, not a Shabbos where you're saying a Kiddush or anything, but you're sitting down and somebody says, Would you like some wine and pours wine? You have to say the bracha, everybody for himself. Afterwards, then somebody in Rikadamalon says it over the eye. I heard her voice. No, not well. That was the question we had last time. You recall? That would you don't recall? Okay, that was the question. Some said we do have to do it each time because each time is separate. We're not finished with that. You're going to get that in the next section now too. Okay? Yes. Now we're going to go back to the Gemara. Right up at the top of the page in the text where it says Gemara, second paragraph. Mm-hmm. 
לא שנו אלא בשבתות וימים טובים. הואיל ואדם כותבי הסעודתו על היין, אבל בשאר ימות השנה so they knew that there'd be again a Millie Weber who'd be sitting here and ask me that question you know what can I tell you everything comes from Sinai so it was all set for you so Barba Bar Barthana said in Ramina Lo Shanu we didn't learn that just one person says the bracha for everybody except for Shabbos and Yantav you're saying Kiddush clearly one person is saying it okay sometimes you'll go to a place and they'll say can I say Kiddush do you want to say Kiddush can I say Kiddush for you You'll, connect, you'll be yot saying me, etc., right? But as long as you say you're all included, one person says it and everybody says amen, we're done. It's one united thing. But now, you're, you're, in a sense, your meal is based on the wine. When you think of it Friday night, what do you start with? Kiddush. Right? That brings you together to be able to say we're having a Shabbos meal or a Yantif meal. Uh, but the rest of the year, meaning you're just sitting down for a dinner party, okay, and you're going to serve wine. You should say the blessing for every cup. We'll see if that remains the same, but that's the original one because you're not now having one at the beginning, which will take in the whole suda. You're having wine, and then, well, do you want some more? Do you want another glass? You know, because that kind of that's the question. Okay, we'll see why. Don't ask the questions yet. We'll see why. But that's Rabbi, that's Rabbi Barachana Amar Rabbi Yochanan's view. What's the word Nami? Ken, Gumkin. We also learn, Lamadnu Gumkin. Amar Rabbi Barmari, Amar Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. Okay, again, only with Shabbos and Yantav, where people would sit together as a congregated table and have a communal meal. Okay, so, except for, okay, so you come out of the Merchatz. What is the Merchatz? The Turkish bath. You come out of the Turkish bath and usually come out exhausted, okay, between the hot and the cold and this and that and everything else, right? So then you might sit down and have some wine. I'd probably fall asleep very quickly because <laughs> you're already relaxed, right? <laughs> but that's what it's saying, except under those conditions. Ovishat hakazatam. Hakazatam, bloodletting. Oh, when somebody was sick, they just let blood. That's what was for many generations and centuries. Well, they thought that, you know, when you were sick, blood was poisoned, and they would, okay, leeches or letting of blood, common. Common in, in, in this time, too, obviously. That in, under those kind of conditions, you know, then, then already it's a different kind of story as is with the others. Um, because according to its way Steinfeld says it, Rigilin Lishtot Yayan Rav. At that point, you need, you're used to drinking it at the, at, under those kind of conditions. Um, okay? Okay, so you see now, so what, what it, this, it's really interesting again, look at the way we have this, the structure. Rabbi Barbar Khanna says the name of Rabbi Yochanan this, okay? Then we have Itmar Nami. We also learned same concept. He added a couple things, right? The Merchatz and the Hazatam. Now we have a Maseh Shahaya. Something happened with Rabbi Barmari, who when he went to the Vei Rabbi Bechol. That's going to be the key, right? He's not there Shabbos or Yantav. You know, he drove his car, went there on Chol to visit him. He said the blessing, presumably alayayin, because that's what we're talking about, before the meal and then after the meal. Yashar, which really we would say as Yashakaya. Right? What is he? It's really, if you were to pronounce it properly in Hebrew, it would be Yashar Kochacha. Yeshar. Right, right. Yeshar kochacha, meaning may your strength continue. But you started to say Yeshar kochacha. Yeah, well, because we don't say it right. Yeshar koach is what we say, right? Shkaya, a nice Yiddish thing, but it's that's not the Hebrew. Yeshar kochacha, that your strength may continue. 
Okay, that's what it really means. All right, you know, and it's okay when you pick up a hugba, one thing, but when you say shkaya for what? Because you had a drink of wine, of schnapps, or, I mean, whatever, you know, whatever. It's like the muzzle tov. Let's say it's a or a shechianu moment. You know, everything's a shechianu moment in some places, right? It's a kind of overused to some extent, if you ask me. And of course, the Svardim don't say it. They say chazaku baruch. May you be strong and blessed. Much better. Much nicer. Chazaku baruch. Say it to the next person in your shtibel and they won't know what the heck you're talking about. Right. Okay? Chazaku baruch is really... Again, that's what the right? Svardim say chazaku baruch. So in Israel, what do they say? Depends what shul you're in. <laughs> like usual. Depends what shul you're in. You know, you can get most cases you can get away with both because the shuls are somewhat mixed, right? Here, if I if I you know if I said instead of shkaya chazaku baruch, what are you talking about? What, what, you made up some new words here? We don't know. We don't know what he's saying here. You know, you got, you know you got to know your clientele. <laughs> Going back to Steve's point beforehand, right? <laughs> All right, yeshar meaning you did the right thing. That's exactly what you should do. Um, um, so look, Rashi says, Yafe Asita. Yafe Asita, which is really a very nice Hebrew phrase. Even better, Shkaya. Yafe Asita, you did the right thing. Shkaya, Yafe Asita. Okay? The Chenamar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. And that seems to be where they've left it. Okay? Having to do with saying the blessing each time under these conditions where it's not one blessing at the beginning. We're still not finished with it yet. So don't jump at me quite yet. Okay. Next. Beyom Tov. Now, okay. So we're now in, we're still in Babylonia. He happened to be at a bias place on Yantav. Now we've already learned Yantav is different than Chol, right? Right. And he saw that he blessed. On each glass, al kol, basically, al kol kos kos. He saw he blessed the borei priyagafen. Now we learned that when you said at the beginning yantav, it's going to be kiddush, right? You don't have to do it. Chol, it's not a commonality there. You do have to do it. He's doing yantav, and what does Abaye do? Al kos kos. Now, so not Yitzchak Bar Yosef is. Uh, <clears throat> I got to be careful. This is my teacher, etc. But I got a question. Don't you follow what Rabbi Yeshua? Now, the interesting part is why did they take Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi and not uh, Rava? Because Yeshua ben Levi is a Tana. He's, he's, the, he's a Tana. He's from the period of the Mishnah. The further back you go, the more authentic the opinion. And Rava is a, an Amara, which means Rabbi, the way they put it here is Rava follows the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. That's already in an earlier tradition. And therefore, they're going to use the earlier tra- tradition to authenticate it, and that's why they bring here Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi and not Rava. Okay? So he said, don't you hold like Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi? Meaning, ach, in hold is one thing. But Shabbos and Yantav, you should only have to say the blessing once. Not every time you have a glass of wine. Nimlach. Nimlach means I forgot. But, but not ex- it doesn't seem to be exactly here. The, the, if you'll notice, Rashi says, Meaning, normatively, I don't, you know, it's not like I have wine all the time. And if I have a glass of wine, it's something unusual. And therefore, I'm saying, the, the, it's, not an, it's not necessarily I don't agree with Rabbi Shulam Levi, but I don't have the same practice as he might have had. He might have had one, you know, saying the blessing at the beginning. I don't normally do that. Steinzald says, I wasn't going to make the meal longer by having wine. And therefore, I make my decision about drinking it literally glass by glass. Therefore, saying the blessing by itself. Yeah. Here he says, reconsider. Yeah, right. Okay. So, me. So it's kind of intentionality? In this case, that's what he's answering him. That's what he's answering him. 
So there's no doubt if you sit down Shabbos and Yantav, you know, if you're at somebody's table, you have, you know, maybe Kiddush wine, and then somebody says, would you like some wine? It's clearly part of the meal, because you're sitting with everybody at a Shabbos and Yantav meal. But again, if you're going to a, a dinner party, okay, and before the meal, you know, you're sitting having appetizers, would you like some wine? Sure. Glad to have some wine. You clear up, say, glory for your government. Now, what happens when you get to the table? You'd have to say it again because it's clearly not the same kind of concept of saying at the beginning of the common meal, in this case, and, and some will say yes and some will say no. Thanks, I had a, you know, I'll take my wine to the table or I don't need my wine, I'm not a wine drinker, whatever the case may be. Uh, when it comes to Kiddush, it's a different story. You're having a commonality of, setting, of sitting at the table together in order to be able to do it. Maybe he knows his, his limit when he can't say the blessing. Maybe. <laughs> is the argument what is required at a minimum, or are they saying in some cases you could say it too much? No, I, well, we should, for, for sure. For sure. You, 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 it would be a brachal of atala. You shouldn't say it when you don't have to say it. Okay? It's like, the, as I say, for me, Shekhyanu. Yeah. Oh, let's say it's a Shekhyanu moment. Everybody's here together. Let's, you know, Shekhyanu is supposed to be used at certain times. If you, if you say it all the time, it doesn't mean anything. That kind of thing. So, yes, it's not like, well, the more brachot, the better. You're supposed to say 100 brachot a day, but that shouldn't be 100 motzis. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're going to do 100 brachot, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> then you're on your own. <laughs> you know? Or shakol, I won't go there, Rachel. I'm not even touching that one. <laughs> okay, so you are supposed to say brachot, but within limits, too, because otherwise it's brachal vatala. You shouldn't yeah. use God's name, clearly, yeah. in vain. All right, all right, let's see if we can get the next section done. So they asked, you're, now you're bringing wine during the meal. We're, we're, we're a regular day, now with Kiddush. Do you have to say it again at the end of the meal? Meaning again, the Birkhanamazon part? If you say, well, I said the blessing before Berkat Amazon, that should be good enough for after Berkat Amazon. Because what are you doing? You're drinking. You're drinking wine beforehand and you're drinking wine after. It's all one of the same concept, all same process, same concepts. No, no, not lishrot. lishrot. Okay, what's lishrot? Lishrot basically is to help your digestion. To okay, how do they translate it? To wet the food. I mean, again, to to help help put the food down. Food and facilitate its consumption. Right. Okay. I don't know how many people to help the food go down. Okay. What we would use is water in most cases. They were using wine. Water was good at those times. Yeah, was better. It may have been, it may not, what we use as water, okay? So, again, here, here it is. In other words, you're not really drinking it for its own purposes. You're re drinking it for, you know, to help you be able to swallow properly. That's what it says. Oh, Dilma, Loshana, or it doesn't make. In other words, that's the question. Is it because you're, like, you're drinking it beforehand, you're drinking it after? You've said the bracha. Or you're drinking beforehand, but really the second time is really just to wet the appetite, to help the food go down, whatever the case may be. No, Dilma Losha, or it doesn't make a difference. Naturally, we have a disagreement. One says you should say the bracha, and one says you don't say the bracha. This was a continuation of a disagreement for a number of generations. This is not simply one thing. Now, this is already pretty strong. Rav Huna, who's a very important person. Rav Yehuda, who's a very important person. The Choma Talmidei de Rav. And all the students of Rav, meaning that whole discipleship tradition, going all the way back to Rav, to Rav Baricha, said, Eino Poter, you have to say the blessing again. Okay, that's a pretty strong tradition under those concepts. 
ועל להם יין בתוך המזון, כל אחד ואחד מברך לעצמו לאחר המזון. So he says, ask the question. So what is it? They had wine during the meal. Okay. Everybody says the bracha to themselves. Afterwards, is it good enough for everybody to say the bracha for all of them? Remember again, think of the sheva brachot. You say the blessing for the berakat mazon over wine. You're saying borei priyagafen. This is what it should be. If they didn't have, you know, wine during the meal and only one person had, and they, and they had it after the meal, that's a different story. So let's just look at the Lishtot um, Velishrot, on the previous page, where it says, Iyun Torah um, let, Well, let's do both of them. דובו אורח ההלכה יין בתוך ולאחר. יין בתוך ולאחר המזון. על יין שבתוך המזון מברך כל אחד לעצמו. אוקיי, again, if you're drinking, because everybody's pouring their wine, you're going to drink it together, you know, unless, you know, you're, and again, think of it, נו לחיים, alright? And you may all then do בורי פרי הגפן together. Right? Or, you're going to, each person's going to do it separately. But at the end, they're a community to do Berkat Amazon, then one person is good enough. Alright, in our day, when really it was, it's one long meal, until you get to Berkat Amazon, which is a symbolic end of the meal. Okay, if you have an aperitif afterwards, you don't have to say it again. Okay, because all one part of the meal etc. You don't say it after If it's after Birkat Amazon, we're talking before Birkat Amazon. Oh, after Birkat Amazon. Again, that's the end. You're on, you're what, that's the, clearly the end. You're on it to a, another part uh, whatsoever. Okay? Um, I think what we'll do is we'll, I don't, we're not going to have time to finish this whole next section. So I think what we'll do is we'll end here. Um, the next part will continue with now the pot and that's why just with the bread and, and the parparet and that kind of thing okay again if you say it doesn't encompass the fact that you're then going to have something like bread but if you said bread then you have to do the other so it kind of starts in new yang um, and that continues for a little bit and we deal therefore again back to the wine and the heseba and the reclining etc and so this Mishnah will take us to uh, a little bit, um, and then we'll keep going. I say the plan is to uh, to finish. We've actually done pretty well in the last two weeks. We should be okay by, by the schedule. Okay, I will see you in a couple of weeks. All the best. Thank you.